Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. No games on the schedule? That doesn't stop us from talking football. It's time for the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Show. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are your hosts, past WFCA president and associate head coach at Arrowhead, Tom Swiddle, and the fans' high school insider, big time Mike McGivern. Welcome into the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM The Fan. I am Mike McGivern. It's good to be back with a co-host, past president of WFCA, WFCA Hall of Fame member, associate head coach at Heartland Arrowhead. He's Tom Swiddle. Coach, how you been? I've been great, Mike. How about you? Bad, good. It's good to talk to you again. Family, everybody's good? Everybody's good. We cannot complain. And, hey, we're going to have to change that uh, intro no games. There's plenty of games. Oh, there is. You, you know what? I <laughs> hey, when I listened to it with Mitch, it was like, okay, sponsors are right. Swiddle's name is correct. What he's doing is correct. Never even thought about. Did not hear that. And I'm looking at the scoreboards right now. I'm looking at all these games that Isn't were played that throughout the state. And uh, man, I actually even uh, stopped over at Wisconsin Lutheran College, watched a little of that Milwaukee Lutheran game against Pius yesterday. And I left the score was seven to six, and I thought, oh man, not much going on. And twenty to fourteen, Milwaukee Lutheran comes back to get a win against Pius. So it's it's fun to talk some scores, and it's really good to be back with the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show. Let me run down the schedule uh, of today's show. Right off the jump, Wade Lebecki is going to join us, and we're going to talk to him for for one segment about spring football, kind of an update, what's going on. Then Dan Brunner is going to join us. We'll talk about uh, the clinic that's coming up and some other things going on with the WFCA. Tony Viola is going to join us. He is uh, president-elect and combine chair. We'll talk about the combine that's coming up. 11 o'clock, our current electric superhero of the week, young man from Cudahy. Going to want to listen to this kid. He's a pretty impressive young man. Then Matt Harris, who's the uh, head coach, associate head coach with you at uh, at Arrowhead's going to join us. We'll talk a little bit about the WFCA profile, player profile, and then our 
Rob Wittick, who is the Whitnell head coach, and uh, they got a win last night, so we'll talk to him. He'll be in an awfully good mood. But we are first joined by Wade Lebecki. He is uh, with the WIAA and uh, little spring football update. Wade, how you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you, Mike? It's kind of weird to be talking about some games that are you know were played last night and a couple games on Thursday and a couple games tonight. For the most part, uh, looks like almost all of them. A couple in our area got got canceled, but for the most part, it looks like uh, had a full full uh, schedule of football games last night. Yeah, I think there were you know 44 last night and two on Thursday and nine today. So there's qu- there's quite a few games going on, and then, you know that's great because uh, all we did the uh, the only reason for the alternate fall was to go ahead and provide opportunities for kids and, and those seniors that you know missed their fall season of, of football. We wanted to make sure that they had the opportunity, and you know it's a credit to the school administrators and uh, and the coaches and, and the athletic directors in order to go ahead and get these games going. And, you know, I, I also believe that we need to thank our officials. You know, a lot of them are in the vulnerable group, and uh, they're they're out there, they're officiating, and, and, and those opportunities for the kids are, are creating memories. So it's a, it's a great opportunity. Wade, you'd be the one that would hear if something isn't working. What are the early returns on the spring season? You know, I, I haven't heard any negatives. Um, you know, I, I, it's, it's been cold. I went to the game on Thursday night, and I think the real feel was 32, and to me it was more like 20. But uh, I think that everybody's been enjoying it, and I have not heard any negatives. Um, you know, the key is that we want people to go ahead and, and mask up and follow the, the, the guidelines so we can play next week and, and the week after and, and get to our spring sports. We're still in that area that uh, we want to go ahead and remember that we're in a pandemic. I know, you know, there's some vaccinations going on and, and that stuff, but but we want to follow those rules. But actually, everything's been going well. And, and uh, the game on Thursday, I went to there, and you saw a lot of smiles, and you saw a lot of you know kids who appeared to be happy. And at the two games I went yesterday, it was it was neat. You know, Sun Prairie got to open up their field, and it's a gorgeous stadium. But the kids look like they're having fun, and that's what it's about. Yeah, you know, and Wade, there's certainly a lot going on this spring. Obviously, football now and the spring season. Uh, the traditional spring seasons coming after. Uh, perhaps you'd like to just mention what the spring WIA season is actually going to look like this year. Right. You know, actually, swim starts uh, their their sectionals next week, and they'll have their uh, swim state for the alternate fall uh, on April sixth. And then, so swimming was the first uh, alternate fall sports, and we had volleyball that started on uh, February twenty second, and then football. And next week we'll or this week we started uh, soccer, and I think next week we start golf. And, and tennis and then the spring season all starts on april 19th and and the baseball and uh softball all of that's been backed up you know they normally would have started uh this week or last week but uh they've been backed up and the state uh, tournaments will be back into june and we're hoping that we'll be able to allow more fans to get in but uh, right now the, the the neat thing is at least the parents get in there and i think most of the schools are, are allowing four four fans per per athlete and and they're allowing them to do that. Their cheerleaders are still out there, so they're getting to do their part. So I think, you know, we've been able to squeeze this alternate fall by shortening up the winter and shortening up the spring and moving that back a little bit. So it's worked out pretty well. I know, you know, we didn't have spring sports last year, so it's important that we get those in as well and get those baseball players and track people and softball and all of those athletes who lost their spring season their opportunity as well. So it's, it's been, you know, it's been a difficult year. 
but I think everything's worked out so well to give those kids their their sports and their opportunities in some normalcy. And hopefully, we'll, you know, we'll return in August and and be ready to go. You know, just speaking from my perspective, just being around Arrowhead every day like I am, there seems to be a lot of cooperation among the coaches and understanding that, you know, that things are different. And, uh, you know, even the cooperation that I see between schools. I know one of the concerns that, that you had was these football programs that play on a natural grass field being able to find turf fields to play on. Um, have you gotten an indication that uh, schools with turf fields are willing to share? Oh, that, that, that's for sure that they are. You know, and I, I think there's a there was a triple header scheduled for today, but not down to a double header. But uh, I know there's a game at Amherst between uh, Black River Falls and um, I'm trying to think of who the other school is, but they they're meeting in the middle, and uh, they're able to go ahead and, and share that turf field at Amherst, who you know played in the fall, Kiwani and Black River Falls. So. There's been a lot of that. Lacrosse Logan's field is being used a lot. Uh, Wisconsin Dells, they have a brand new facility, gorgeous. Uh, they're being used. So our schools are doing a great job of sharing. I know Bigfoot's got several games there. So I think the the turf fields are, are helping. There's a lot of them. There's some new ones coming in and going in. Uh, but the schools have been really good about sharing their fields and helping one another out. And you know, same thing that happened in the fall has happened here. You know, when the, when the school drops a game. Uh, for whatever reason, COVID or, or, or what have you, uh, another school is available and they schedule that, you know, last-minute notice. And that's the thing that I noticed in the fall. Like you said, there's there's so much cooperation amongst everybody to give opportunities to the kids that it's working out well. And I noticed that in, in, in wrestling in, in particular, that the coaches are, are, are so much uh, um, appreciative of the officials and the kids so much appreciative of the officials that are, are unsportsmanlike calls were down dramatically and, and ejections were down dramatically and and I think we'll see that in our other sports too is you know everybody is just so happy to be able to offer the opportunities that that the whole feeling uh, is, is outstanding I'm afraid it'll come back at some point but you know our officials are, are being treated so much better and I think people understand the the, the risk that some of them are taking and, and the, the way they're going out of their hands. You know, we've got football officials who are officiating in the spring as well. <laughs> yeah. They're not doing that. Uh, you know, I saw I saw a, a crew on Thursday night for the second time in the year. The, the, the issue is that one, once was in October and once was in March. So I think everything is working out so well, Tom. It's, it's, really, it's really neat to see the cooperation and the appreciation. We are talking to Wade LeBecky. He's the deputy director of the WIAA. Hey, Wade, um, as far as numbers are concerned of, of, of players uh, and, and teams and, and the amount of kids that are participating, I know that was one of the questions that people had had for me. Yeah, do you think that, that the numbers will be the same? Will it be down? Will it be up? And, and I thought it would be close to the same, but maybe a little bit less with kids looking to play, you know, get ready for baseball or play um, basketball this time. You're on some travel teams. Do you, do you have an idea on the number of, of kids that are playing and where it compares to if they had played in the fall? You know, I, 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 when I was at the game last night, I asked uh, Eric Mee, the athletic director, and he thought their numbers were down a little bit, not a whole lot. You know, so when I, I saw Verona and, and Sun Prairie, two, two good programs, I counted about 64 on, on Verona and about 68 on Sun Prairie. They're down, um, but, you know, not, not dramatically. Now, some of the schools, he said there's a school in their conference that's down a lot uh, in football because they're the traditionally a strong ba- baseball team. So you don't have the, a lot of the kids out that, 
that normally would be out because they're getting ready for the baseball season. I anticipate that we'll see a, a lower number in participation uh, just because, you know, in the fall, uh, a lot of people were still, you know, in the, in the leery stage of, of the pandemic. And now they're coming out of it a little bit. But I think overall in all of our sports, our participation numbers will be down. Um, and it's something that, you know, coaches will have to work on to get back up. You know, you know sometimes when kids have alternatives, they don't come back. And then it's going to take some recruiting within your hallways to go ahead and get some kids back out. But I think, I think we'll see this year that they're going to be down a little bit. But hopefully they'll be back up next year. Well, that's great news that, the, you know, the numbers aren't dramatically down. One last question that I have for you, Wade, in the time that remains, there are some differences between the fall season and the spring season for football. Uh, do you just want to touch on some of the differences between the two in terms of games played, playoffs, things like that? Right. You know, we tried to keep the, we tried to keep the number of games the same. But, uh, you know, we started out with the traditional two weeks uh, before you can go ahead and, and have a game week. And, so everybody had that. The scrimmage was the, the second weekend of the season. And then you have seven regular season games, um, and that's what we had in the, in the fall. Um, in the fall, we had two playoff rounds, uh, and, and two only because the season was moved back to a September 7th start, so we couldn't get uh, more rounds in. In the spring, we don't have a playoff uh, round. One, because we're already extending into the spring sports season, and um, you know we'll, we'll be taking kids away from track and baseball, but in addition to that, we, we couldn't go any longer, any further, because our doctors were concerned about getting into too close to the fall season and having an overexposure of, and the risk of injury. So we're, not, we're just having regular season during the spring. There is no, no fall tournament. I know there's a conference that divided up into two halves, and uh, they're playing five games, and then they're going to have a conference uh, semifinal conference championship and then match up the other rounds. And so they're doing that. But we will not be having a WIA tournament just because we don't want to get too lengthy and too far into uh, towards the summer and towards the next season. So it's just going to be a regular seven-game season here in the spring. Hey, Wade, uh, I know I've had you on a lot here uh, in the last six or seven months. And, and once again, just want to say thank you to you and the people at the WIA because if you look around different states around us, uh, look, these kids didn't get a chance to play much at all. And the WI right. has worked uh, tremendously hard with uh, athletic directors and, and areas throughout the state of Wisconsin to give our, our kids a chance to participate in sports. And uh, I, I can't give you guys uh, enough credit for some of this, Wade. I really can't. And, and uh, thank you for that. You're welcome. And our staff did do a wonderful job, and they've worked their their tails off in order to go ahead and provide those opportunities. Now we're working on spring, so hopefully we'll have some some quality tournaments for that for that season as well. When, when does vacation time start for Wade Lebecki? Not anytime soon, it doesn't sound like. Uh, 2025. There, 2025. <laughs> you heard it here first. If you're looking for Wade in 2025, you might not be able to find him. Wade, thanks a lot. We really appreciate thanks, your Wade. time and the update. Yep, we're thank gonna, you guys. Yep, we're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Dan Brunner. Executive Director for the WFCA is going to join us. We're going to talk a little bit about the clinic and some other things going on at the WFCA. My co-host is Tom Swiddle, the Associate Head Coach at Arrowhead, and this is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. On 1250 AM, The Fan. Your ass is ready to play. Win on three. One, two, three. Win! 
Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I'm Mike McGivern. My co-host is Tom Swiddle. I don't know if we can play this, you know, Boys of Fall. It might be Boys of Spring, Coach. Yeah. Very apropos this season. Yeah, you bet. Hey, we're now joined by Dan Brunner, and he is just always so kind with his time for this show. He's the executive director of the WFCA. Hey, Dan, how you doing? Good. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Tom. Hey, we're gonna cha- we're gonna change that song, man. The fall to the boys of spring, I guess. I, I, I guess it's yeah, just, I guess. hey, Dan. It's just kind of odd. I like I told Tom. I drove over. I was I had a meeting in Brookfield, and and uh, my son-in-law is uh, helping out on the staff at Milwaukee Lutheran. So I drove over and and uh, sat in the car and watched a little football. And it was just kind of odd. It was yeah. just a little bit different, but you know what? It's uh, it's football, and they were out there hitting and. And not much of a crowd because they can't have a ton there, but uh, it was kind of cool to be watching a little football this time of year. Yeah, you know, and I and I watched uh, a number of the highlights on, on the uh, local news channels, and it was funny how you, um, the, you know the crowds were limited, but I, I forgot which game it was. One of them looked looked pretty packed, but uh, I also had a conversation with Doug Sarver. Doug was at the Cudahy game. In, in Greenfield, and you know, he said he was talking about what you were saying, but it was kind of like bizarro world where, you know, we're starting out the football season in cold temperatures, and it's going to get warmer and warmer. Where it's it's you know vice versa in the fall, but it's still football. Hey, uh, hey, Tom. Yeah. Um, so when. Um, when you're talking fall football, and then you're talking about the the clinic that uh, is going to happen this year, correct? You know, we're it it's on schedule right now. You know, everything's fingers crossed. But uh, uh, we're in constant communication with the uh, Marriott. In uh, unfortunately, it's in Dane County, but um, so we're kind of uh, knocking heads with everybody about you know, is it going to, is it not going to, and. Everybody at the hotel says things are improving in terms of uh, loosening the restrictions on crowd sizes and uh, conventions, et cetera. So we're, we're cautiously optimistic, and that's the way we're proceeding. And, and the dates on that would be June 3rd through the 5th. Is that correct? Yep, June 3rd, 4th, and 5th with a Hall of Fame banquet being uh, concluding the clinic on uh, June 5th. Dan, how do you go about um, booking people for that? Is it is it look, it, you know, we think this thing is going to happen. If it does, this is you know, we want you there, but we need to have an out in case the the facility has to reschedule or cancel us. Is that how you do that? It, that's the way we're we're proceeding this year. Uh, you know, last year we got we got caught uh, where it was just you know we had to cancel, and then we were scrambling, and we have lined up coaches from all over the country. Um, and they had already booked flights, and so it was kind of a panic situation with everybody. And uh, fortunately, um, because the airlines were shutting down all of our speakers, uh, we were able to get uh, reimbursement for the flights they had booked. So it's kind of, you know, we're, we're trying to be ahead of the game this year where we've got that caveat in there that uh, – you know, we're, we're inviting them under the uh, understanding that it could be it could be canceled 
Um, and, and we were trying to have a, a virtual contingency so they could still appear, but, you know, not in person. But that's certainly not what we would prefer. Dan, it's it's good to be talking about uh, events that uh, were not held last year yeah. um, for obvious reasons. And based on what you've shared with me about the clinic, it looks like it'll be just a regular clinic. I mean, it's going to be the same format, same number of speakers, all of that. Yeah, you know, there'll be some precautions. Obviously, there'll be sanitizing stations and, and all of those things. But um, we... You know, we've been, as I said, we've been in, in constant contact with the Marriott, and you know, they want to they want to hold this event as bad as we do. So, you know, it would be just another step toward returning to normalcy. Hey, hey, Dan, do you want to uh, talk about any of the, the the speakers or any of the the people that you guys have lined up? Right now, I know that you're still working on on some stuff, but is there any news that that you can kind of uh, share with us as far as some of the sure. people that are coming? Yeah, you, you know, we'd like to get as many of the uh, people that we had lined up for a year ago back because, you know, the pin was pulled on them and they were all excited. And, uh, you know, we, we hate to just sweep them under the rug and, and move on. So we've got you know, for example, uh, for some of our keynote speakers, you know, we're, we're looking. One guy we're excited about getting getting to the clinic is Jay Norvell. He'd be a new speaker, and he's out at Nevada, but he's a, you know, he's a Madison kid and played in Madison at Madison East, and he, uh, he and his wife are both from Madison. He's really excited about coming back, and we're just trying to. Uh, work out the details of, you know, what day and what time and so forth. So I think that would be a great addition to our clinic lineup, a new addition. Um, we had lined up Justin Alton, the Packer tight end coach, and, you know, the Packers have had just great success with their tight ends, and he's excited, and uh, they're just waiting on their final um, work schedule from Matt LaFleur uh, for the Packer assistant coaches, but he's He's optimistic that he'll be able to make it. And in addition to him, we've extended an invite, and it's the same situation. He would love to come back. And uh, that's the uh, uh, Packer offensive line coach. I think it's Adam uh, Stenovich. Um, he he was an All-State player for us in the state back when he played in high school at Stevens Point High School. So, he, you know, we could get two of the Packer key assistant coaches uh, in addition to Jay Norvell, and then we've got a number of, of ex-Wisconsin kids. Uh, Danny Freund is the is become uh, in a coordinator position. I think it's at North Dakota, um, and Danny was really excited about coming and speaking, and so he's committed to coming. And so, and we've got a number of other of other people in the works. You know, we actually have more people that want to come and speak than I thought. I thought there'd be a little bit of hesitancy, but they're just chomping at the bit to get back out in front of people. You know, they're all zoomed out. They want to be in front of coaches and, you know, feel that energy in the room. And that's not to say, or to leave out, I should say, Paul Christ and some of his people. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, the Badger staff, you know, I, I, you know, I guess I shouldn't take them for granted, but, uh, yeah, they, you know, 
they, they make the clinic, you know, Paul and, and his key assistants. And he's got some, you know, we're waiting on that right now, too, because he's had a couple of key hires. And so we'll work with Paul to get two of his key assistant coaches out in front of our people. Um, it'll probably be on on uh, Friday, though. Paul will speak on, on Thursday. He'll be our headliner there. The rest of the assistants will do the Badger Bash on Thursday night. But we'll get two of his key assistants out in front of our guys on Friday because it's 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 funny how this worked out. This happened. This will turn into an official visit weekend, and we found that out around the country. You know, we we've got we're trying to get Matt Campbell from Iowa State. He wants to come and speak, but it turns out that that's one of their official. Um, week uh, weekend visit on their calendar so it, it's unlikely that he can do it this year but we'll get him eventually and it's the same with the badgers it's an official visit weekend and so we bumped their instead of having his key assistant coaches on thursday night we got to work them in during the day on friday so they're available uh friday evening uh for their official visits so it, you know it's in the past, we've had spring football to deal with. Well, this year, we've got to deal with official visit weekends. Boy, it's always something. You know, it just yeah. is. But I'll tell you what, i got to give you guys a lot of credit, and certainly the Marriott um, up in Middleton some credit. Because I, when you said, look, they want to have this event as much as we do, I, I, there's no doubt. They're chomping at the bit to get this thing going. You guys are, and, and the people that want to come out to the clinic, because it certainly is, is – if it's not the biggest, one of the biggest uh, high school football clinics in, uh, in the country, June 3rd through the 5th. And uh, all things right now look good, and they're going to continue to go down that path. We're going to get to a break. Can we hold you over for one more segment? Dan, we've got a lot more questions for you. Yeah, not a problem. Thank you. He is Dan Brunner, Executive Director of the WFCA. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. On 1250 AM, The Fan. Uh, welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show. Man, it's good to be back on the air with this show. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. Hey, Tom, what year is this for us? This is the eighth season. Of the WFCA radio show. Eight years, Mike. You put up with me for eight years. Yeah. Well, I'm not Ingrid, but I put up with you for for eight eight years. She's got she's got more staying power than I do, pal. That's for sure. We are joined by Dan Brunner. He is uh, the executive director for the WFCA. Hey, uh, Dan, with with spring, and you talked to all these coaches with the spring season that just kicked off this week. What are you hearing from those guys? And, and talking to Wade LeBecky, he said, "Look, I, he's been to four games and he's seen all these kids that are smiling and it seemed like they're having fun and just happy to be on the field." Are you hearing the same thing from the coaches that are coaching in the spring? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, this has been. You know, our guys in the fall did a phenomenal job uh, navigating through that, you know, and all of that information that was gathered and, you know, and the, the way to do things, the way to go about things and so forth. I think our the guys that are doing the spring football, all they just seized that and built upon that and 
you know, anything they can do to get these guys back on the field um, is just a blessing. And, and you hit the nail on the head, Mike, when you say you just look at some of these highlights of these kids and interviews on the sideline. They're just smiling, grinning from ear to ear. That's really neat to see. One of the things the spring coaches have, Dan, is sort of a blueprint. And mm-hmm. I know that a lot of spring coaches talk to fall guys and ask how they did it. Yeah, absolutely. And it, you're exactly right. And, uh, you know, so they're not, they weren't reinventing the wheel there. They were just taking that knowledge that was gathered in such an unknown situation by the fall guys. And they, they're just building on that. And so, you know, hopefully we can get that all behind us as, as these vaccines get rolled out completely. Uh, by the summertime. Dan, one of the things that is directly tied to the clinic yearly is WFCA membership sign-up. And I know you've done a new initiative this year. Uh, Take a moment or two and explain the the new membership sign-up procedure. Yeah, you know, it's something that, uh, again, the pandemic situation brought this about where in the past we would have a separate... A membership sign up and a separate clinic registration. Well, we never want to get caught in that situation where we have to refund twenty five hundred to a thousand or three thousand coaches their clinic registration fees. Uh, it's not just the loss of revenue; it's just a nightmare of, of doing that. It's just such a, a headache. So. You know, we've kind of put our heads together on the exec board and talked about, you know, how do we avoid doing that? Well, now we just incorporate the clinic registration as part of their membership. And it turns out to be a tremendous deal. Um, rather than go through each individual staff sign-up, we have three group sign-ups. Uh, and it comes out to about 45 bucks a coach to be a member. And it also includes their clinic registration fee. So it's it's really a a win-win for everybody. Um, and, you know, we're it, it's exciting. We're hoping everybody takes advantage of it. And the other the thought process behind that was how can we, and Tom, you know, you and I have been involved with this, to, and, along with John Hope, to try to get our youth football coaches more involved with the association to, to just kind of standardize youth football throughout the state because it's so different in every community. We want to just be the, conduit to get information out to youth football coaches. And so in order to do that, we now allow high school coaches to include their youth coaches as part of their staff membership sign-up, which again would also allow them to attend the clinic um, without having to register for it separately. So it's really an exciting initiative. And it's, you know, I guess in my eyes, it's, it's long overdue. And the pandemic is kind of what was the final uh, thing that put us into that mode to get this done. Hey, hey, Dan, that that's brilliant. Just so you know, it's it's brilliant, and it's kind of a nice segue into my question for you. In in some of the other shows I do, the home improvement show in particular, I've asked these guys, these owners of these companies. Look, you, you never saw this. I mean, we've never been through anything like this, so there was no template for you as a company on how to get through this. You've written a template for future guys. And I'm wondering with the WFCA, that's one thing that you guys learned from this. 
And two, uh, are there things that you've learned during this pandemic that you'll continue as policy once we're out of this thing? I, I think it, it, it's it's still a fluid situation. I and I yes, we have we've learned so much about uh, just making the safety aspect of the game crucial. I think a lot of the protocols and Doug and I, Doug Sarver and I, who's been fantastic in terms of his leadership as as the all-star game chairman he's had to put protocols in place and he's taken it from what the the football coaches did in the fall we have to have that all in place for how we're going to conduct all-star games and so in answer to your question i think that the number one thing is safety protocols you know not just for covid it's just for all types of infections and sterilizing equipment and all those things, I think, will become the norm. Um, and it's going to make our game a lot safer just because of the protocols that were established to keep kids and coaches safe from COVID. I think you're going to see a lot of that being just common practice going forward. Yeah, I agree with you there. I I just think every every coach that is coached during this pandemic will bring with them things that will alter how they've coached in the past and, and, and for the better. Yeah, you're going to have a lot less cases of the flu. <laughs> no, <laughs> you, yeah. you don't yeah. hear of any of that now. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, I agree with that. You can go uh, online. And, and take a look at uh, information on the clinic. It's WFCA.org, WIFCA.org, and look at the clinic information and look at the clinic vendor brochure. That, that really gives you a, a nice uh, overview of what's going to happen. Um, the interesting part for me on this, guys, is when uh, you have the timing part. Now, I've been up to a couple of these, and Thursday night, the WFCA bash from 10 to midnight, I I don't know if that's that ends at midnight. That's not a hard stop. That's all I'm saying. That is yeah. not a hard stop. That's kind of a recommended, a suggestion, <laughs> a, a nudge. Hey, you guys might want to get uh, get some sleep at 12:01. But I can tell you that that bash might go on a little bit past that, uh, both on Thursday and Friday. Dan, would you agree with me on that oh, one? Yeah, I would. I would wholeheartedly. There's more uh, coaching uh, done from that 12 to whatever time period uh, that that goes on during that period of time than, than does any time during the day. Well, you know, hey, Tom, you know what's interesting is th- there are guys, and, and this is different than the basketball world that, that I came from, where, where everybody's always really secretive on what they're it, – it's right. like see, coaches in football put up their – they put up a, a screen in their t- in their room, and they let guys come in and say, "Hey, look, so you know this is this is how we run this defensively. We're we're thinking about going to this, and this is how we're thinking about doing it." And they share information, and I just find that um, really encouraging. And, and and I'd always hoped that basketball guys would get to some of that, but that doesn't happen very often. Yeah, it's probably because the basketball guys don't drink as much beer as the football guys do. <laughs> you're, you're saying that they're more wine drinkers? Is that come yeah, on, man? Really? I don't know. I do know this. Uh, one of the bartenders at the bar at the Middleton in uh, or the Marriott in Middleton told me they sell more beer at that 
far than any Marriott far in the world that weekend. <laughs> and he was serious. No, absolutely. You know, no surprise here. You know, and another thing, Mike, we, you know, talking about coaches willing to, you and Tom can, can uh, probably agree to this. If you went uh, and cleaned up at that bar, there are more plays written on bar napkins during that clinic than probably any playbook that you'll you'll see anywhere in the world. You could empty those garbage cans and you would have the best playbook in the world because that's what we should publish do. that. They're, they're writing <laughs> plays on bar napkins and it's like they run out of bar napkins because they write coaches are just Man. dribbling all these plays down and showing yeah. each other. Look, if if you are a high school football coach or part of the youth programs around here, reach out to the head coach and say, look, how do I get up to that clinic? Because I get a lot of calls from, from youth basketball coaches saying, what clinics, how do I network, how do I get to meet people? If I have interest to move from the youth program up to the high school program, um, how do I get a chance to, to get to know other guys? This clinic is where you're going to want to do that. June 3rd, 4th, and 5th, it's the 2021 WFCA Football Clinic. And I, I can't recommend it enough, if nothing else, to walk through, listen to speakers, get a chance to, to say hello and, and introduce yourself. Be part of this thing. It's the 45th annual to, uh, to, uh, at WFCA Football Clinic, and, and it's just a great time uh, had by all. And, and, Dan, thank you so much for your time. And we always appreciate your willingness to give up, you know, 30 minutes or so on, on Saturdays during the show to just highlight what's going on with the WFCA. All right. Anytime, Mike, and I, I really appreciate sincerely what you and Tom do. This show has been phenomenal, and it blows me away that it's been eight seasons. I know. Man, you guys walked in eight year, almost nine years ago to this studio and said, hey, we, we need to get going on something like this. And, you know, Tom, they say that days go slow and years go fast, and I agree with that. I agree also. And, and look, we all look the same that we did oh. not. Well, maybe not. Anyway. I know um, I don't. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, Dan, <laughs> thanks a lot. I appreciate it. We're going to get to a break. This other side of the break, Tony Biola is going to join us. WFCA president-elect and combine chairman is going to give us a combine update. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, 1250 AM, The Fan. Man, if that music doesn't get you tapping your toe or something. Hi, I'm Mike McGiver, my co-host is Tom Swiddle. Hey, Tom, we're trying to reach out to Tony Piola. I've not been able to get him yet. Okay. Um, but want to talk a little bit about a combine, the combine coming up. And, man, this is uh, it's coming up quick. Man, under a month, April 24th, correct? Correct. And, you know, there's a change from what we've done in the past in that we're having the combine at next level. And Brad Arnett and his staff have run our combine from the very start. And uh, last fall was the first time that we, we held it at the Next Level facility in Waukesha, and it worked out really well. And Brad has it laid out there. Um, so it looks like our new permanent home for the combine Man, that's awesome. will be at Next Level. 
You know, I know you, we want to certainly thank Sussex Hamilton uh, for the use of their facility in the past, but I heard nothing but really good things about um, how it got run last year. And, and Brad and his staff, those guys at Next Level, I, man, they do a really nice job at this combine, Tom. They sure do. And, you know, and that's the difference maker. You know, there are other combines that are out there and, you know, ones that, that people can, can go to, but there's there's no combine that does it like the WFCA. One of the things that really makes it a worthwhile experience for participants is the fact that it is the you know the staff at next level, the professionals. I mean, these are individuals who who train professional athletes and uh, you know are just so good with numbers and and you know results in, in terms of, of what they're um, looking at. And it's like Paul Chris told me once when I asked him about, um, you know, the combine and, and the way we do it. And he said, you know, it's comparing apples to apples because we know that the numbers, number one, because it's done by Brad, are factual. They're not made up numbers. The second thing is if you're there, everybody's being tested under the exact same circumstances. So it means something to college coaches. Yeah, 100%. And you can go online. I don't know what do – you, do you have any idea the number of athletes that have signed up? Now, this is good, I, I believe. Do. Oh, you do? What, what's the number so far? We are just a little – as of a couple days ago, we were at like 403 for this spring combine. Now, keep in mind that this is for fall football participants. The combine we had in the fall – were for the spring right. participants, and we had like 197. So, I mean, we, we are you know going to be at over 600 wow. at, when we're done, and we're still accepting people to um, you know register for the combine. You know, we're going to be over 600 athletes, football players, who will go through the two combines. Hey, Tom, what year is this for? Juniors and seniors or sophomores? What year? Uh, did the kids have to be in uh, in order to participate for this? You know, you would have to ask no, me that. I, I, I believe that. Um, I've got it. You know what, Tom? I think I've got it. Hold on. I think it's 2022 and tw- 2023, I believe. And I think typically that that, we, we've had, you know, we used to do current freshmen, sophomores, and juniors. And then um, we went to just sophomores and juniors. And, you know, of course, we used to do it in the spring, so the seniors that year obviously right. were, were out of it already. But I think we're – I'm not sure if we're I, allowing current seniors to sign up for the combine it, or not. It says on the combine here, it says class of 2022, class of 2023, um, and position is what you have to um, put down. The one thing that you guys have not taken my advice on – and, uh, you know, you still have the big hogs, boys my size, coming in at 8 a.m., and those quarterbacks, those pretty boys coming in at 2.30. I want the pretty boys to have to get up early, get their hair done, and, <laughs> and come on in early. But you still got those offense and defensive linemen coming in. Uh, sign, uh, registration starts at 8 o'clock, warm-up at 8.45, testing from 9 a.m. to 11. And then uh, linebackers, running backs, wide receivers, defensive backs, I think you made that change. You took the wide receivers. You got them coming a little earlier than normal, but still those quarterbacks. Registration, 230. Warm-up at 315. 
uh, get your hair done at 320 and then testing. <laughs> at three. Yeah. I'm only kidding. Your son was a quarterback, and he was a man. He was tough as nails, that young man. Um, so th- you can go online and get all the information that, that you need. Um, go to WFCA and look up events and go to the Combine. Uh, and it'll be 2021 Combine. Get all the information that uh, that you need on the Combine. And they're still, you know what, they're still going to um, take a few uh, more. They, it says on there that 400's the limit. They're at 403. But if it's still something that you want to do, um, you know what, yeah. you, can, uh, you can do that. And I'm looking at the participants. And I got to tell you, from Grantsburg to Randolph, and then a lot around here, but then Plum City and Chippewa Falls, Kewaskum, Stratford. Kid Drive coming in from Stratford. My yeah, goodness. It's amazing how far people come. And we have a situation where, um, you know, if you're looking, let's say you had to drive five hours or six hours to get to the, to get to the combine. Um, you know, we can refer you to hotels and let you know who's uh, willing to work with you in terms of, you know, a registration price for the rooms and, and that kind of thing. So it's really, Tony has done a wonderful job. Um, there, there is absolutely nothing that hasn't been thought through in regards to this. Um, one thing I do want to mention, Mike, is, you know, we're still going to be uh, following all kinds of safety protocols. Um, you know, we give them a, a gator when they come. Um, you know, uh, to, to cover their, their face and, and, you know, everything is sterilized after every group of kids that, that go through a certain uh, station. And, you know, so it's, we're, we are going to follow all the safety protocols that we should be following to make this as safe as, a, as an event as possible. We do take temperatures of all the participants um, when they come before they enter the building. And it's another reason why Next Level really works for us because we can really control who's in the building and, and who isn't. And I know last fall there were several individuals that came in um, and they had temperatures and we didn't let them participate. So um, we are following all safety protocols. Hey, what does that mean? I know when we were at Sussex Hamilton, we used to do our show live uh, from there, and that was really fun because we would yeah. just kind of like cherry pick guys that were standing around and get some college guys to come on. And and uh, man, you, you had set those shows up so nicely, and thank you for that. Um, but there are a lot of parents that would kind of come in. Right. What, what's the idea this year with with uh, people watching? There won't be any opportunity for that. Um, the, the space just isn't as big as uh, Sussex Hamilton's indoor facility. Um, so only the, the participants, only the, the young men who are going to participate in the combine are allowed in. So there aren't any viewing areas for parents. You know, I'm looking at, at the list of players that have signed up. And, you know, again, offensive linemen that, that are going to have to get there early. You're looking at, you know, the first one that pops up, a kid from Grantsburg and then Plum City, Richland Center. Um, you know, pretty much Altoona, a lot of places from Hudson. So these are these are kids that obviously Colby, these are kids that obviously know that this is really important. And they're getting the information from their coaches. Look, if this is a combine you need to get to. 
And so kids are coming from all over the state and uh, participating in this. And not only offensive linemen, but quarterbacks, wide receivers. If you look at this list and take a look at some of the guys that are going to be showing up at this, yeah, a lot of these names are going to jump off the page at you because these are some of the best high school football players in the state of Wisconsin that are coming because they understand the importance. Hey, last question on this. Do you have any idea the participation for this with college coaches yet? Well, we had approximately 25 coaches at our one in the fall. And um, we typically will get a little over 100 college coaches, and that's from Division Three, Division Two, and from the FCS. The FBS schools, uh, you know, the Big Ten schools, for instance, they cannot attend by rule. But the, what used to be considered the 1AA coaches, they can so if it's like a typical spring combine for us, then we're probably looking at around 100 coaches representing just a number of schools. And, and we've had players who have been offered right at the combine by the scholarship schools that attend. Unbelievable. Boy, that's, uh, that's really cool. And, again, if they're going to they're gonna be able to take a few more. So if uh, you've got a son that's a high school football player, wants to get involved in this combine, um, go to the WFCA website. It's WIFCA.org. Take a look at the events page. Go to uh, the Combine and get all the information that you need on that. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, Tom, this can be your first go with this, but our Kurt Electric Superhero of the Week, we talked about a little bit during the week. This young man from Cudahy High School is going to join us, and uh, I look forward to having you be part of this. This is always a really good uh, segment for me personally, for kind of my soul and my brain and how I feel after uh, you know our community I feel about our community after I talk to one of these superheroes of the week. This is the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. 